Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. Toddlers can have a bad reputation. We've all heard of the terrible twos and some of us have been through them. So how do we manage challenging behaviours in children who essentially can't be reasoned with? Dr Jane Kohlhoff is a senior lecturer at the University of New South Wales Medicine's School of Psychiatry. She recently led a small study on the benefits of play-based therapy for toddlers aged between 12 and 24 months. The work was in conjunction with Karatani, who are incorporating the therapy now in their toddler clinic. Jane, welcome to Feed Play Love. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. So with regards to this study, how do you define challenging behavior because most parents would say their toddler demonstrates it at some time or another right i mean yeah that's a really important point to make that it's completely normal for children and when i say toddlers i'm basically talking about one-year-olds so a young toddler under two it's really common and indeed normal for these children to display what we might call disruptive or challenging behaviors and by that i might i'm talking about tantrums perhaps aggression, not listening, not following instructions, um, even things like sort of whinging and whining that, that go on and on. But I guess the thing that most parents would, would kind of identify with is the, the tantrums at this age group. I think there was one study where they, they asked a whole really large sample of parents if their child had displayed any of those behaviours, and over 80% of parents <laughs> said, said yes. yes. And so why this study? Because we know, I, I, would, I would think most parents accept that their toddler will have some challenging behaviours. Why was it important for your team to investigate it further? I think the thing about challenging behaviours in toddlers, um, young toddlers, is that it's really normal for toddlers to experience these behaviours and to show these kind of behaviours. And usually they're just resolved naturally. But in some cases they don't. Um, and parents can become really distressed the children can get really distressed and it can cause a lot of stress and upset in the family. And at that point, I think it's worth intervening and giving parents strategies to kind of help their toddlers manage their way through these disruptive behaviours. Because it can feel very strange sometimes, like the reasons why they have tantrums and the kind of out of control nature of it. Like they're, they're just sometimes as a parent, you can be left there watching it go and just think, I have absolutely no power in this situation and why on earth are you so upset about the crust on your piece of toast? Can you talk to me about how you approached this study in the sense of um, the, the idea of play-based therapy? I know that it has been used before. Why did you want to look at this in particular as a strategy for parents with toddlers that were, were getting a bit much for them? Well, basically, yeah, the intervention program that we've developed, it's called Parent-Child Interaction Therapy for Toddlers. And it is based on a program that um, has been developed for older children, so children between the ages of two and seven. So more kind of preschool and primary age kids um, with, you know, conduct problems. So it's kind of developed out of that program and it's been adapted. We've adapted it to meet the, the really unique 
developmental needs of toddlers. So the program is play-based, like the standard program for older kids. It's all centred around play, and that's because children learn best through play. That's their world, and that's how they, you know, they learn all their really important lessons, you know, in life. Their social-emotional lessons and even academic and developmental kind of milestones can really be progressed through their play. So that's the reason we do that. It's a really beautiful program because rather than just telling parents what to do and sitting them down in a room and giving them all of these instructions and saying, going away, go away and do that, what it is is all of the, the, the therapy sessions are based around play. So the parent and the, and the toddler would come into our clinic um, and we set up the clinic like a playroom um, and the parent is wearing an earpiece and the therapist is actually sitting behind a one-way mirror providing in the moment live coaching to the parent on how to, I guess, enhance their play. Um, and in, in effect, the parent becomes the play therapist and the uh, clinician is a coach for the parent. So it's very empowering for parents in that way and very supportive. And what we're trying to do is teach parents skills, positive parenting skills, which we know from a stack of research that these are the things that help children play better and get immersed in their play and develop their social emotional skills. So things like praising the children in a really specific way. Um, it's very language based at this point. Labelling what the children's doing, what the toddler might be doing as they're playing. So maybe the toddler's playing with a play kitchen and they're stirring, you know, a play saucepan with a spoon and the parent would be kind of like a sports commentator out loud commentating on what the child's doing. So you're stirring the sauce, you know, you're holding the saucepan, you're picking it up and you're putting it in the fridge. And all of that stuff helps the child really focus on the play. It helps the child know, yep, mum or dad is watching what I'm doing, I'm doing, and they really believe in what I'm doing and they're there supporting me. And reflecting back what the child is saying, you know, toddlers this age, they're just starting to learn to say words and experiment with their language. So we're getting parents to reflect back what the child's saying. And also just enjoying the play and letting the child lead the play. That's really important because at this point we want the child to be in charge. The playroom is their world and the parent is there to support them. And so that's a big thing that we're teaching the parents to do. Rather than get in the way and manage what the child's doing and be intrusive, let the child lead and the parent just follows. And then also importantly, decreasing negative things. So no criticisms. Um, no commands, no, um, not, too, not questions even, just letting the child lead the play. So that all sounds a bit like background work, would I be right? So if they've yep. come in because yep. they're finding it difficult in, when the situation gets difficult, would I be right if I said that what you're trying to teach them is how to stop it getting there in the first place? Yeah, yeah. So all of those skills are just fantastic skills for any parent. All of those things I've described and you could, you know, people listening at home, you can do that with your child just on a day-to-day -day basis. It's really going to help them enhance their play and develop their play skills and their language and their concentration and focus on their play, which are all just value, you know, invaluable skills for a child at that developmental stage. But it's really setting the framework and setting the tone of the relationship so that when difficult things do arise, we then in our sessions coach the parents through that. So in inevitably, our toddlers will be playing along, but then something will trip them up. Like you're saying, you know, toast on my bread would <laughs> could trip a toddler up. But in a play session, you know, it might be they're trying to get two train tracks together and they just don't quite fit. It might just be a little bit too hard for the toddler at that age. And so they start to get upset 
they might just start to have this um, you know, emotional reaction. And we talk about it like we tell the parents to think of it that your child's having a big emotion right now. And like you said before, in toddlers, these emotions escalate so quickly from nothing to everything. And it's all about getting the parents to um, get in early, notice the early signs that their toddler is starting to experience a big emotion, and to be able to reconceptualize it, not as my, child, my toddler's having a tantrum or they're, you know, they're doing this deliberately to get at me or my, you know, all those negative kind of statements that are easy to fall into as a parent when you're stressed and tired and there's so much going on and it's happened 10 times that day. But really helping the parent to, I guess, empathize with the child. Yep, this is hard for them. They're experiencing an emotion and they're just a toddler. They don't know how to manage their emotions yet and my job is to come in and help them to manage this emotion and navigate their way through this big event which is what it is for a toddler. It's, you know, it might be little for us, but for them, this is their world. And if they can't get that train track together, they might have a tantrum or a meltdown or they might even start to become aggressive um, and then it can escalate. So, um, yeah, so we coach the parents in some really specific skills to help the parent regulate the child's emotions. So I want to know what those are because I, I keep... Yeah. Um, so what we do is we coach the parent to... First of all, come in close to the child. So assist the child with whatever the problem is in a sensitive way. So if it's about the train tracks, for example, you know, this is how it goes. You know, mummy's here to help or daddy's here to help. Reassuring the child. So it's all right. Mummy's here to help. Mummy's with you. You're not alone with this emotion. Validating the emotion for the child and even naming for that emotion is so important. So this is like there's an educational element to it as well. So I can see you feeling frustrated because the train track won't fit together. It's okay, you know, the, the reassurance. Mummy's here to help. And then soothing as well. So like I said, you know, we all need soothing. If you think as an adult when you're feeling like you've got a big emotion, you need to be soothed, whether that's from someone else or from yourself. So for little kids, it might be a cuddle or it might be just a touch on the back. They might, If they're having a big meltdown, they not, might not want you to scoop them up and give them a cuddle, but they might be okay with you just stroking their hair or touching their back or just letting them know gently that you're there. And we find that with this approach, it's very supportive for the, for the little toddlers and it's helping them to, I guess, understand what's going on for themselves. Like, this is an emotion. I'm not alone with it. My parent is here or my caregiver is here to help me and I can calm down more quickly and then I can get back to my play, which is what the important thing is. And when we do really find that anecdotally the tantrums become you know, less frequent, they don't last as long, and after a while the children actually know that, they, that they've got a parent there that can help them and so they, might, they start to turn to their parent you know, when, they're, when they're in trouble. What about other challenging behaviours like let's say hitting that's something yeah. you often hear about when their response to that frustration instead of having a tantrum might be to lash out that's do you have hard. a different approach with that yeah so in our program we have a, d a developmentally appropriate kind of limit setting structure so with an older child if they've hit someone or shown some aggression, they can understand. Sometimes it was very willful on their part. <laughs> they might have done it to deliberately get their own way or manipulate the situation. And so then they can understand consequences and they can understand what their parent's saying to them, what the caregiver's saying, and they need limit setting that involve consequences. For younger kids, 
they can't understand all of that. Like you say, it was just an emotional, a big emotion arose and something happened and they didn't really, they're still working out how to manage themselves. So what we do is we get parents to just come in close again, to take their children's hands and just to give them the really simple instruction, no hitting, looking in their eye really calmly, not punitive in any way, but just sort of teaching more than anything, you know, in our family or in our, in our in this world we don't hit that's not the way you get things happen so no hitting or no hurting um, and then we actually get the parent to repeat and say gentle hands and that we just find that that helps it's teaching the child you know who's still learning language to understand about being gentle and then we really the most important thing is to getting the, the parent to actually just move the child on from that situation there's no point reasoning and talking it through it's not that's not at that stage for that child isn't going to help. So we get the parents just to quickly, you know, even physically turn them around, find a really exciting toy and just move them on um, and get them engaged in that toy and use all those lovely positive parenting skills that I mentioned at the beginning, like, you know, praising the child and enjoying what they're doing and, and just moving the situation on so that the child can hopefully get through that. And if we find that then there are still big emotions, those techniques that I talked about before, about coming in close, reassuring, um, validating emotions, soothing, those things can be really important too. And is there anything different with the um, defiance that you can get from a toddler? So when, they, when they're testing the boundaries and they're saying no yeah. to everything, how do you handle that situation? Well, it's such a fascinating age and this is why I love it because it is, there's so much change happening from the age of from birth to first few years of life. So you might have a child who's in our, technically in our age group, they're under two, but really they're starting to become, move into that next phase where they're able to deliberately challenge and assert themselves and test boundaries. So at that point, I guess you have to kind of think about what they're cognitively up to and whether you can explain things to them. Um, but for the most part for the, of children of this age, I just think the most important thing is having really simple boundaries like no hurting and just moving them on and just really conceptualising everything really as these children are going through, they're learning the biggest life lesson they can, which is to regulate emotions. We know that emotional regulation problems underpin nearly all of the mental health problems in adult life. It's such an important lesson to learn. And this is the time that toddlers are learning it. It's just a crucial time for parents to support their children through it. So I would really err on the side of teaching them to regulate their emotions rather than any kind of consequences or, you know, negative punishment or anything at this age. And when you say about that teaching about regulation, we, we were talking about that earlier. Is that um, simply naming feelings? I have heard that just by naming a feeling, you can reduce the intensity of the feeling itself. I mean, is that part of the process or are we also trying to coach them that all feelings pass and, and those kinds of messages as well? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure someone's done research studies on the impact of naming emotions and how that helps people. But I think it all goes together. And for toddlers, you know, naming it is helping them understand a feeling that they don't even know the name of yet. So that's just crucial. But, I mean, for young toddlers, they're so, it's such an interesting age because they're at, they've basically been a dependent infant. But they're just crossing this kind of bridge where they're starting to walk, they're starting to say words, 
they're starting to realize, oh, I am independent from my parent and I can test boundaries. And all of that, those amazing, you know, steps are happening at the same time as they're really not very good yet at managing their emotions. And <laughs> so it's a very fun time for parents. <laughs> but you can kind of see it as a really positive time that they can, in a way, do the emotional regulating for their toddler. You know, it's kind of like the scaffolding around a building. You know, while the building is being built, it needs the scaffolding to keep it up. But then when it's really solid, the scaffolding can slowly be taken down. And it's the same for young children as they're developing emotional regulation skills. You know, they can't do it themselves. We No one ever expected them to be able to do it. So our, as a parent, our job is to, to do that for them in the early stages. And we do that through naming it, like you said, but also... It's okay to feel frustrated. Mummy's here to help. You know, you're not alone with this. It's not the end, like in adult talk, it's not the end of the world. Feelings will pass. We can get through this together. That's a really important message for children. And then gradually, as if they've had a parent that's helped them do that and build those ground, you know, the groundwork in the early developmental period, the scaffolding can come off and they'll be, as they get older, really able to do it themselves, which is what we want to be able to do as, you know, healthy and... Um, adults. Thank you, Jane. Thank you so much for your time today. It's a pleasure. That's Dr. Jane Kohlhoff. She's the lead author of the Parent-Child Interaction Therapy with Toddlers Study, and she's a lecturer in the University of New South Wales School of Psychiatry. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, Email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.